welcome to another episode of the Mike Roach Podcast, where sports and truth collide. And I'm going to jump right into this thing because I have no time to waste. I am still pumped from the Raptors' 116-111 win over the Memphis Grizzlies at the FedEx Forum. Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly. First of all, first of all, before I even get to him, before I even get to him, you know what I got to do here, folks. I got to drop a bomb for thee. I got to drop a bomb for the Toronto Raptors. Okay, I have to because that is a big win right there. And the Raptors are still currently undefeated in 2024. What a beautiful thing. One win away from the infamous pizza party from coach Darko Ryakovich. Can you believe it? I said, can you believe it? I know I can because I saw some damn good things out there against the Memphis Grizzlies. And you know, what first comes to mind when you go up against a team like the Memphis Grizzlies is you acquire your new starting point guard in Emmanuel quickly, right? So the first thing you think of is, okay, quickly is going up against Morant. And we know how devastatingly good Morant can be on a night-to-night basis. You want to see that matchup because you want to see what quickly is made of. Now, we know he can score the ball, but what else can he do is the question, right? Especially for people who didn't watch him when he played in New York. You're watching him now playing for the Raptors. A lot of people still don't know what Emmanuel quickly is capable of. Well, let's drop another bomb for quickly because immediately, immediately, Emmanuel quickly holds his own in this game. All right, 26 points in this one. And I'll get a bit more in depth with the numbers as we go throughout this lineup. But it's important to know that when this game just started, especially throughout that entire first quarter, Emmanuel quickly did not look good. He did not look good in that first quarter. I'm, I'm telling you, getting, I mean, he, he damn near got assaulted. And when I mean assault, I mean a clean assault, by the way, by Jaron Jackson Jr. Pretty much just palmed that basketball and threw it out of the sky right back at his face when Emmanuel quickly was going to the basket over him. Okay, at least he tried to. He tried to, but Jaron Jackson Jr. was not having it. Had a turnover, was missing shots. He did not look good in that first quarter. But as the second quarter came around, things kind of calmed down for him just a little bit. And then your other guys, Barrett, Barnes, Siakam, they had themselves a game. They had themselves a game. But let me go over this just a little bit. Let me start in this first quarter. And then as I'm breaking down the game just a little bit, I'll go off into some tangents about different things. All right, let me start here. Now the Raptors... 9-6 9-6 with 8-15 remaining in the first quarter. R.J. Barrett at that time was 1-1 one of one from three-point range. Okay, 14-11 with 7-0-3 remaining. Morant had eight points. And this guy, this guy has to be one of the most exciting players to watch in all of basketball. He is unbelievable to watch. 35 minutes in this one from John Morant. 10 of 18 from the field, 3 of 6 from three-point range, 5 of 6 from the free-throw line, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, a steal, 
and 28 points. He's so shifty, can jump out the gym. His shot looks like it's gotten better, but what I like about Morant is he doesn't force up a lot of three-point shots, which I like, because he's so good getting to the basket because nobody can stay in front of the damn guy. But I mean, three of six from three-point range, that's about where you would like to see him take in regards to his three-point shots. You want him to hover around that number. Circle that. That six, seven threes a game, especially if he can make about 40 to 45%. Hopefully, that might be a little generous, but if he can make close to 40% of his three-point shots, I mean, that's pretty good for Morant considering the damage that he can do by himself just going to the basket. Okay, but the dude is spectacular to watch. And anytime this guy has a game on TV and he's playing, if you can watch, you need to watch this man play basketball. You will not be disappointed. Uh, Two fouls on Siakam early, though, at the six-minute mark in the first quarter. He had five points at that point. Now, Pirtle early on, making a serious impact on defense. He ended up challenging 16 shots in this game. And already with 3.30 remaining in that first quarter, he had two blocks and then two minutes remaining in that first quarter. He had three blocks already in this game. And another big man who came into this game early, Jonte Porter. Jonte Porter. Did I say his name correctly? Yes, I did. Jonte Porter, who is the brother of Michael Porter Jr. on the Denver Nuggets, came into this game and he looked quite good. But the thing that I will note is he came into the game before Chris Boucher, which is pretty crazy. I don't think anybody was expecting that. Now, we did know that he was traveling with the team. So there was a good possibility that he was going to play, not just on the road trip, but specifically in this game. But you didn't think it would happen before Chris Boucher got in the game. So I did put that in my notes. And Boucher averaged 20 minutes a game the last three seasons. And it looks like his numbers have taken a little bit of a dip. He played 13 minutes last night. And he went two for two. From the field, he had four points, but had eight rebounds and two assists. So I thought even though he had limited minutes in this game, his minutes were serviceable and he should be commended for that. Now, a good finish to the quarter. R.J. Barrett, breakaway left-handed slam. Gary transition three, and it was 30-29 at the end of the first quarter. Barrett had eight points, and they ended the quarter on a 13-4 run. And one of the biggest issues that the Raptors have had all season was that they weren't getting off to good starts. And having a Barrett and having a Quickly, along with Pirtle, Barnes, and Siakam, gives you a little bit more depth, especially when you have a, uh, a Dennis Schroeder or a Gary Trent Jr. coming off your bench with a Boucher. That's a beautiful thing to see because it's really tough when you go down in the first quarter by... 13, 14, and then you got to come all the way back. And then on top of that, try to build a lead for yourself. You can't get in a habit of that. That is not a winning formula to come from behind every game. You got to have good starts. You got to play solid 
strong defense and be able to create an efficient offense for yourself. That's a winning formula. You can't come out 10 points down at the end of first quarter every game. It's just not going to happen for you, and it's not going to put a lot of Ws in that win column. So let's get to the second quarter. Jonte Porter, as I mentioned before, was doing well with his interior defense. Wasn't doing too much. He had some clean looks from three that he missed, but you can't be mad with the shots. His form looked okay, and he wasn't way off. He just didn't make the shots, but I would suspect at some point, I mean, he did play well enough where it looks like Darko Ryakovich will probably have him back in that lineup in these future games coming up here soon. And I'm rooting for him. He's another big body. He's strong, good rebounder. So I am looking forward with what he can do coming back into these games in the future, especially against these Sacramento and Golden State and these teams coming up. But Pascal Siakam, I mean, I got to drop a bomb. For Pascal Siaka, I'm talking about 30 minutes in this game. 9 of 14 from the field. 1 of 2 from downtown. 5 of 6 from the free throw line. 7 rebounds. No assists, which is surprising. He typically gets on that board, but 24 points here. And Siakam is just absolutely cooking dudes out here. I'm talking turnaround jump shots, taking guys to the basket. He's not forcing up a whole bunch of three-point shots anymore. I mean, he is just maximizing his offensive potential. He looks fantastic. And I'm I'm actually really happy and looking forward to see what he's going to be able to do with Barrett and quickly in that lineup. Because I mentioned this on the last podcast. Now, I mentioned quickly, right? Five of eight from three-point range. 26 points and plus nine in this one. Barrett, 14 points. In this game, he was two of five from downtown. So you can't necessarily double team Siakam as easily as you did before. Because now instead of just having one guy in OG Ananobi, you have multiple guys now who can score the ball. So the defense has to be on its toes. And because of that, Pascal Siakam now, when he's backing a guy down or he's facing a guy up, That double team can't come over as quickly. You're going to have to gamble a little bit if you're the opposing team, which is what we want because Pascal Siakam gets buckets. He's nasty. I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. (laughs) And Pascal Siakam is nasty. He's cooking dudes out here right now. I have to commend him because he's flat out balling. Now, 43-37 Raptors, 5.43 left in the second quarter. And Dennis Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder was doing a great job controlling the tempo and being aggressive offensively, especially making some line drives, getting downhill, going to the basket. I feel really safe having Dennis Schroeder come off that bench. And since... Quickly and Barrett have joined the team and seeing him come off the bench, it just gives you more confidence knowing that there's not going to be a drop-off when he comes in and quickly goes out. Unlike how it was before at times when he was starting, he would come out and then you had a, a Malachi Flynn come in. No disrespect to Malachi Flynn. I like the guy, but this is different level here, right? I mean, 
Dennis Schroeder, 29 points in this one. Sorry, 29 minutes in this one. Six of 11 from the field. One of three from downtown. Three of four from the free throw line. Seven rebounds, five assists. He was a plus five. And he had 16 points in this one. And he just looks under control. He makes good decisions. And I like the way that he looks with some of the guys in that starting unit and also controlling the offense when those guys off the bench come in and give their minutes as well. It's encouraging. I see a nice little flow here. And as time goes on, I'm hoping that chemistry builds and there's some continuity with Dennis Schroeder, whether he's playing with guys in the starting unit, second unit, and a little bit of mix of the both. Okay, now, RJ playing with a lot of energy on both ends of the floor. Now, I had my eye on this because obviously you have a guy like OG Ananobi who was looked at throughout the league as a defensive juggernaut, right? And now RJ doesn't look like he's the greatest defender on the weak side in that help position, but he's going to get better. But what I'm realizing and what I'm looking at right now when I see RJ Barrett is he has good ability to defend on ball, right? That's what I like to see. He can move his feet and he's physical, right? But I see him get lost on defense sometimes. I see him turn his back away from the ball, and it scares me a lot of times when I see that. He has to be cognizant of that. He has to he has to recognize that that's happening. I understand that he wants to see uh, his man, but he you always have to see the ball. You always have to see the ball. And sometimes I see him turn his back and it worries me a little bit. But he just has to clean that up, make sure he knows what's going on in the in the opposing team's offense at all times. So I have my eye on that and I'll be taking a look at that as these games go on. But the Raptors now, midway going into that, into halftime, they go on an 11-0 run. Quickly, two of three from three-point range. Great extra pass to Siakam for a three. He was making plays as well. Quickly in this one, did have five assists on the night. Circle that number because that's a good one that you want to continue to see. And now 62-48 Raptors. Barrett was looking great on defense. Siakam, and when I mean defense, on ball defense. Siakam, 16 points. Barnes had 11 points. Uh, Eight points each for Quickly and Barrett at the half. 62-48 was the halftime score, by the way. But the Raptors were plus 7 in free throws, plus 13 in fast break points over Memphis at the half. Let me give you some of these numbers before I continue and tell you how this thing closed out. For those who didn't see the game, I'm just giving you a little inside aspect of some of the things that I saw during this game. So the Raptors shot 48% from the field. Memphis shot 42% from the field. Raptors shot 46% from downtown. Uh, Memphis shot 35%. The Raptors, to be exact, 12 of 26, while 15 of 42 from Memphis. Guys had some good uh, three-point shooting nights for Memphis. Uh, 22 of 27 from the free throw line, which is a number that is really good if you're the Toronto Raptors. You have the ability to get to the line. You now have two extra ball handlers in your starting unit. Four guys now. Four guys in your starting unit who can handle the ball. You want to see guys be able to get to the free throw line. They were a plus six at the free throw line. Out-rebounded Memphis by three. 
equal in regards to assists, 25-25 each. 12 turnovers for the Raptors. You want to get that number down a little bit. But this is a, this is a number right here where the Raptors can st strive. So plus 10 at the end of this game when it came to fast break points. Fast break points. Siakam, Barnes, Barrett, quickly. Pirtle, he can run that floor, but Boucher can run that floor for you. Dennis Schroeder, Gary Trent Jr., Jonte Porter, verdict still out on him. We got to see him just a little bit more, but you want to see guys run that floor hard, especially when you have an extra ball handler, two extra ball handlers in your lineup. Okay, now points in the paint, 44 all. Fouls, 2019, that's all we need to know from here. Let me get into that third quarter. Now, quickly comes out. Quick 5-0 run. Memphis has to take a timeout immediately and quickly. Boy, I'm telling you, I mentioned this a few times. Just, just Tyrese Maxey-esque. Plays just like him. No hesitation on that catch and shoot. Has a pretty little floater going to the basket. Makes the right plays. He's not a ball hog either, which I like. He's just aggressive. He's not afraid to use the weapons that he has offensively. And now it was getting chippy a little bit with R.J. Barrett and Marcus Smart. Should not be surprised, but I like to see that chippiness a little bit from R.J. Barrett. I like to see that he has some of that dog in him. I find that's what we were missing with OG. I mentioned that a few times, but that little dog that Barrett has in him, I like it. I like it a lot because it. I want it to rub off on some of these other guys. Some of these guys have it already, but quickly, I think, has it in him a little bit as well. But I'm I'm happy to see it. Nonetheless, Pirtle was absolutely cooking on defense. I'm going to... I'm going to drop a bomb for, for Jakob Pirtle because he just looked great on defense. Trying to challenge everything that he could. Blocking shots. How many blocks did Jakob Pirtle have in his... Jakob Pirtle had five blocks in this game. Five blocks. Okay? So... What he's doing on the defensive end can make up for what he's doing on the offensive end at times. Sometimes Jakob Pertle drives me absolutely insane on the offensive end. Two of seven from the field. But damn it, sometimes he goes up so soft. And I just wonder why he just doesn't dunk everything that's right in front of him. Not literally, but there are times when it looks like Jakob Pertle can just go up. Nice two-hand flush. And he's trying to lay it up. Guys are altering shots. They're blocking him. He's missing. Like, I mean, for God's sakes, go up with authority, Jakob Pertl. You know you can do it. You know you can do it. And you know what? I'm going to veer off a little bit because I really liked what I saw from this Raptors. So Bobby Webster and Masai Ujiri, I'm going to drop a bomb for them because I don't think I have thus yet. It breaks my heart. They ain't believe in us. They got it done. They got it done. They improved this team. Now, I did mention to you before, Gary Trent Jr. 21 minutes in this game. Two of five from the field. One of one from downtown. He had five points. He was plus two. One rebound. No assists. One steal. Gary Trent Jr. is going to be a free agent coming up. 
he is going to want a payday, a big payday. You're probably looking at around the $20 million range here. He is not going to re-sign with the Toronto Raptors, at least in my opinion. I don't see it happening because he's not going to get the minutes he's looking for. He's not going to be a starter. You're going to have to trade him at the deadline. You're going to have to trade him at the deadline. I mean, can you work something out in the summer? I mean, you probably could, but he doesn't have to. He has no reason to. You might as well see what you can get for him while you still can. Because I I, I just don't see a good ending happening with Gary Trent Jr. Try to get something back in return if you can. I like him. I really do. But if he's not going to resign, you can't be losing these guys for nothing. You're going to have to make something happen. And I think we're going to see something in regards to him in these next five weeks. Back to the game. 76-72 Raptors, 633 remaining. Siakam, 20 points. Uh, quickly, 15 points. 80-67 remaining in that third Q. 409 remaining. Uh, Siakam picks up his fourth foul. That's the one thing that scares me a little bit, too, about Pascal Siakam. He tends to get into foul trouble, not as much as he used to, but he's still getting into foul trouble a little bit. And when you're going up against some upper echelon teams, that just can't happen. It's it's going to be a problem. So he needs to watch that. A 6-0 run coming out of the timeout. Barnes and Quickly were playing well out there. They have a nice little thing going between those two. You seen that handshake after the game? If you haven't seen it, go look it up on YouTube. Absolutely hilarious. How two guys can have a handshake that good after like three days is is beyond me. That's number one. But 18 points for Barnes, uh, 21 points for Quickly in that third queue going into the fourth. It was 93-76 Raptors to end the queue. And now we come into that fourth quarter. Just how Quickly started that fourth quarter, uh, sorry, that third quarter with a 5-0 run, Barrett starts it off with a 5-0 run. Of his own. Boucher, as I mentioned earlier, I thought he played really well in limited minutes. And what I like about him as well is, even though he wants to get a little bit more time, obviously, who does not? In 13 minutes, as I mentioned, two of two from the field, eight points, sorry, four points, eight rebounds, and two assists. That's all you need from Chris Boucher in 13 minutes. He came in and did his damn job. That's it. That's what we need from him if he's going to play 13 minutes. That's what we want to see. Don't force anything up. Just get in there and let the game come to you. That's how you're going to continue to play. Now, 106-99. Jaron Jackson Jr. comes in line, starts drilling three-point shots. He's a nice player. 24 points, he was a plus 5 in this game. 7 of 18 from the field, doesn't shoot great, but 4 of 8 from downtown. 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 4 blocks. Dude's a hell of a player. Hell of a player, man. And Desmond Bain, to go along with that in 38 minutes, 9 of 18 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3-point range. He had 22 points in this one. He was a plus 5. What is Memphis going to do? 
Like, you're not going to win with this team, but you have some nice pieces. What do they do? Do you try and make an asset? I mean, try and make a trade because you have the assets. But who are they going to get? Like, you have some decent assets, but who are you going to target? I don't know. I don't know. Like, Memphis knows they got to do something because they have pieces, but you're not going to get over the hump with this team. Now, you are missing some guys. You're missing some key guys in your lineup. Brandon Clark is not there. And uh, the big man from, where is he, from New Zealand? Can't remember his name, but big man, everybody knows his name. His, mind is, his name is just slipping my, uh, my mind right now. But those guys are, are key as well. But still, even with those guys in the lineup, is it going to get you over the hump? No, not in my estimation. So, I mean, they got to do something. But anyway, Emmanuel quickly... Memphis, by the way, went on a 15-4 run. But Emmanuel quickly ends up with 25 points in this game. 26 points in this game. And at the end of the game, Dennis Schroeder, I just thought having him in there and playing him alongside quickly is nice. I like when Darko Ryakovic does that. It's nice to have such good ball handlers in there at the same time. And another reason why he likes to play he likes to pay uh, Dennis Schroeder as well is because he's feisty on defense and he can pick up full court. And that's huge. It's huge to put pressure on the opposing team's point guard if you can. Make him turn him, turn different directions, uh, make him think, not just making easy passes. You want them to speed up a little bit if they can. That's the way you try to get them to make mistakes, right? So... I mean, at the end of the day, it was 112-106 with 48 seconds remaining in this game, and the Raptors end up winning 116-111. Big, big, big win if you are the Raptors. They really needed that game. And it's nice because they're going to gain some confidence here. And you got to get any win you can get. You're on a serious road trip here, folks. But winter is coming. You got team Lakers, Clippers, Golden State, Sac, Utah. Like, there's some heavy hitters coming up. You don't want to be going into these places getting your ass kicked in. Okay? That's the last thing we need right now. Especially when we're trying to convince. Trying to convince Pascal Siakam. Well, we don't really have to convince him. The guy said he wants to stay here, but... You know how it goes when things go bad, right? We want to see him play top-notch basketball along with the rest of these guys and see what that can turn into, okay? That's what I want to see, and I want to see that culture, the culture. I want to see the culture take the next step because I'm telling you, man, it was what we saw early in this season was scary when it came to the Raptors losing some of these games when it came to the culture. I mean, it was, well, it was... It was frightening. It was frightening, okay? I mean... We gotta end that. We gotta end that, okay? So, folks, I will be back again soon because we got some really big games coming up. I'm excited, and I'm waiting to see how these guys respond to some of these games 
that we have coming up at Mike Roach 7 on IG, at Mike Roach 23 on X. Follow, like, subscribe, share, rate, everything, the Mike Roach Podcast. Make sure if you got any questions for me, anything you want me to talk about, make sure you get in my comments, get in my DMs. And I promise you folks, I will be back with content Hopefully positive content as long as these Raptors keep winning some games and keep playing hard. It's your boy, Mike Roach, and I'll be back again soon, and I'm out. You've been listening to the Mike Roach Podcast, where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at MikeRoach7, where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week. 